From the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. The millionaire maker, Hillary Kramer. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat, the New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other, united to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, so glad you're with us uh, as we are with you at uh, 7 minutes past 7 o'clock on a Thursday night. Uh, and Imran Ansari from the uh, from the legal broadcast headquarters of ABK Law. Kevin McCullough at uh, good old AM 970, The Answer, and we're uh, so thrilled to have you. I, I guess technically I'm not there. I'm I am on the set of that Kevin show seen on uh, the Salem News Channel. But Nick Malone is at uh, the uh, AM 970 uh, Glorious Studios, and he is connecting all of us through this live interactive technology that we have that allows us to do radio from pretty much any place in the universe all at the same time. Imran, we were just chatting before we went on the air. You're there at ABK Law. You're watching the news wires. Uh, we yeah. have... Breaking news taking place on a major case. What's going on? Give us the latest. Yeah, major case. I think everyone has been uh, glued to what is happening in a courtroom down in Waltersboro, South Carolina. Let, let, me, I, let me just weigh in on that for a second. Yeah. I was listening to Mike Gallagher a couple of days ago, and I've never known Mike to be like a big like legal fiend. Like right. He covers all of the headlines or whatever. He was saying on, he went on for like 20 minutes. And he was saying how this particular case has had him like he's been like balled up in knots, like watching it like minute by minute on the uh, on the legal channels over the last few weeks. Yeah. Now, Kevin, listen, I've been commenting, commenting a lot on this on various networks. I've been hosting on, you know, on Long Crime where I'm a host yesterday when the summations were about to start. And, you know, I'm getting text messages and whatnot from people who I don't know to be quote-unquote court junkies, right? There are people right. out there uh, who sort of fuel our viewership at Law and & Crime and, and, and then also on court TV and things like that who are just uh, court junkies. And, you know, true crime, that genre, is a massive uh, genre. You know, there's Discovery ID. There's all these networks. There's a whole podcast Well, did you know that Netflix but- has already released a documentary on this case? I, I do. I do. As of like because- three or four nights ago, you could watch the story of the Murdoch murders. <laughs> Like, yeah, no, I, you I, haven't even settled the case yet. Exactly. And now, you know, there's going to be another installment. There's going to be a slew of media about this, because as I was saying, you know, this is a uh, small town, Waltersboro, South Carolina, where this trial is happening. But all eyes are glued on what's going on in that courthouse uh, with the Alec Mur- Murdoch trial, because it is just so fascinating uh, in a, both a sort of a car crash way, you know, a morbid way, but also just a dynamic way of this family in South Carolina who was just this luminary of, of the law and had this reputation. And then Alec Murdoch, the patriarch of this family, an attorney, a former prosecutor himself, uh, you know, g- getting embroiled in just a slew of legal troubles, tragedy sort of following his family. And now... Uh, of course, being tried for the murder of his wife and his son. Uh, and, and the breaking news that you alluded to, Kevin, uh, is that uh, I got a text uh, from someone saying, verdict in, verdict in on the Alex Murdoch trial. And that is incredible because we've had about six weeks of testimony. I forget dozens upon dozens of witnesses. And it was the sort of case that we attorneys or trial junkies out there uh, would be assuming or thinking that this jury would be out for quite some time, parsing through all the evidence before them, thinking, you know, maybe requesting readbacks of testimony and things like that. But no, uh, you know, it's not verified yet, but I, I see the news stories. And the uh, the information percolating out of Walters Waltersboro, South Carolina, that here at seven ten p.m. there seems to be a verdict reached 
by the jury. We don't know what that verdict is yet. I'm actually wondering at this hour if they're going to read it in court at this hour or wait till tomorrow as it, it is a business day. Wow, but I keep refreshing. Be... I keep refreshing the news and we'll bring our listeners. Uh, the very you know, latest. If, if it, yeah, if we hear about it, we'll, we'll let you know. Well, here's the thing about that. Now, let's just set all what we know about this particular case aside for a second, because obviously I'm not a lawyer. But I'm a pretty savvy observer of, of cultural phenomenon and political uh, instinct for sure. That's, that's where my sweet spot is. But let's just talk about the, um, the facts here. When did it yeah. go to the jury? Earlier today? Yes, earlier okay. today. There were summations. Summations. Because you were uh, on the I'm air pausing. with, with Lon- I am pausing here, Kevin. Uh, while I pause and make sure that I, that we don't report anything incorrect, uh, summations were today. Jury got the case uh, as of this afternoon. It would be incredible. Okay, so fact. like sometime yes, mid afternoon yes. they got it. So yes. from now, from from mid afternoon, say let's just say it was three o'clock, just because we don't know the exact time. But just say in worst case scenario they got it three o'clock. It's only four hours later, Imran. Right. That's a really fast pace for a six-week trial with all of the detail that they had. Does this your instinct from you know what you've done in the past? You've been a prosecutor. You've been a criminal defender. Um, it's been my experience to observe things that when people are found guilty, they are found guilty quickly. When sometimes the issue of innocence is at stake, sometimes it takes a long time or yep. call for a mistrial or whatever yes. else. Sometimes that stuff takes a, a you know, it's, it's like days of arguments between jurors that are, you know, can't yeah. come to a unanimous decision. What right. does it mean to you that in less or maybe maybe about four hours, yep. this group said, nope, we, we got a decision here? I think it's incredible. And I can now safely report Alec Murdoch found guilty of murder yeah, by jury see? of his peers. That was that was my thinking. There's they always find you guilty quickly right. because that, evidently exactly. the evidence yeah. is stacked. Like they yes. like there's just no question in their mind about it. After only two hours and fifty minutes of deliberations, they have wow. found him guilty, Kevin. Okay, so uh, so you've covered this for the for the different networks. Yeah. W- what do you think this was all predicated on? What did they? What were they looking at most? What what were the biggest mistakes that his team made? What what did the prosecutor do best? Uh, so the pro- okay. So first, let's start that about the prosecution's case. A largely, if not all, circumstantial case. Circumstantial case. Wow. Which makes a prosecution's job all the more difficult uh, in order to connect those dots before a jury, right? So they had that, but what they had in their favor was the utter lack of credibility of Alec Murdoch. And that was cemented, Kevin, when Alec Murdoch decided to take the stand in his own defense and testify for, uh, I think, about six-hour, 20 minutes of direct uh, examination um, from his counsel. Uh, I'm sorry, cross testified for his counsel, but underwent uh, six hours and 20 minutes of cross-examination by the prosecution, which really ripped and picked apart his testimony. There was a lot of criticism, I got to tell you, Kevin, about that cross-examination. Yes, that prosecutor, Cretan Waters, uh, asked a lot of uh, uh, direct questions rather than pointed leaded, leading cross-examination questions. But ultimately, at the end of the day, and I was actually on air live on Law & Crime when this was happening, uh, there was a moment where Cretan Waters went through a line of cross-examination questions with Alec Murdoch, where he just went boom, 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 line by line, uh, testimony by testimony, statement by statement, and, and confirmed with Alec Murdoch, this was a lie, this was a lie, this was a lie. And I said right then that that is a powerful moment for the prosecution because you have Alex Murdoch confirming and conceding that all these lies, I'm talking about multiple lies, and ultimately at the end of the day, as soon as Alec Murdoch decided to take the stand, it wasn't necessarily about poking holes in the prosecution's case or the lack of evidence or, or you know, flubs in the investigation or, or by the crime scene uh, responders. It was all about Alec Murdoch's credibility. His testimony. And, it, yep. and, and, and that's, the jury just spoke what they thought about his testimony. And it didn't take him long to speak. If you're just joining us, Alex, uh, Alec Murdoch tonight, guilty uh, of the uh, murders of his wife and son. 
Uh, we will continue as this story is just now breaking. Uh, we will continue with more information on that as we continue here on Legal Night. Uh, he's Imran. I'm Kevin. It is uh, Radio Night Live on AM 970, The Answer. So glad you're with us. Stick around. Listen to AM 970, The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuda & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom, you've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Kamen at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamen's fighting for justice, fighting for you. Hi, Kevin McCullough. What does the perfect wedding entail? Just you, the love of your life, your guests, and the iconic New York City skyline. Sound too good to be true? It's not. You can say, I do, all with gorgeous views of the New York City skyline in the distance on board the Atlantis yacht of New York Cruises. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. New York Cruises is the premier unique wedding venue. They have a dedicated staff of experienced hospitality professionals who can provide you with wedding cruise event planning services every step of the way. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. Your guests will dine in style on the main deck, sky deck, and lounge deck with 360-degree views of the Manhattan skyline. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement, and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar or bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today or visit NewYorkCruises.com. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I'm in my early 60s. I can't tell you how good I feel all day, especially because I work about a 12 and a half hour shift. I mean, I get up at four and I'm at work at 530. You know, the afternoons, I would start to kind of lag a little bit, you know, start slowing down. Well, within a day or two, I was not lagging. I had energy. I mean, I was singing and, you know, kind of dancing around a little bit. And I mean, the only thing I changed was balance of nature. That's no lie. That's the truth. I mean, I see it in the commercials and I believe it because I I live it. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code GORKA. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca Raton. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very fortunate to have a great American story, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970, The Answer. AM 970, The Answer. If I should take an ocean, dump myself into the ocean, ain't nobody's business if I do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. Well, we certainly are on top of the breaking story of the night. Uh, as Imran Ansari just reported moments ago, uh, Alex Murdoch guilty on all charges in the uh, murders of his wife and son. And uh, Imran, that is that is um, that's going to be. You think you've been busy talking about the uh, details of the trial? Now comes the analysis of the uh, aftermath of all of that in the uh, days to come, and we'll we'll break down more of that as we go along. I want to welcome Denise Huntington uh, to the show. 
She's the treasurer at Association of Supreme Court Reporters based here in New York City, and she's a senior court reporter for the NYS Supreme Court Reporters. Uh, Denise, welcome. Uh, we're going to talk about the importance of being a court reporter in just a second, but I, I want to ask, when you hear a verdict come in, like Alex Murdoch guilty on all charges, um, how important of a role will the court reporter have ended up playing in all of this? Hi, thank you for having me on the show. It. Excited to be here. Um, that's a yeah, that's a great question. That is probably the most exciting part when you're on these media trials. I've had experience on some of these high-profile cases that go on for a really long time, and the court reporter, um, although we're the silent person there, we're not allowed to express or say anything as it's coming, you know, to the verdict. But it's it's a very important part of the trial that takes place, you know, an accurate record, taking down the verdict and what's going on in, in there. And it's it's um, well, you're, you're capturing everyone. all of that testimony. You're, you're you're capturing everything that that jury is, is ending up looking at. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. We're we're taking testimony of the entire trial that's going on. Could be weeks, months. Um, depending on the, the length of the trial. Yeah, we're captioning everything. We're real-timing and taking down the testimony, sometimes reading back testimony to the jury as the trial is going on and they're deliberating to reach this verdict. So reaching a verdict is sort of like the high point of being on exciting trials for, for court reporters as well. Sure. Um, Imran, you've been on a lot of big cases. Um, how important is the role of the court reporter in the uh, in the moments that we're talking about tonight? I mean, because over the last couple of hours, uh, couldn't they have been referring to the, those transcripts, um, you know, again and again? Yeah, no, I, I think it's a, a dramatic moment. And as Denise uh, can attest to herself, uh, in a criminal case, when that verdict is about to be read, there's this atmosphere in the courtroom. Uh, you know, I'm a former prosecutor. Uh, of course, my firm uh, does tons of uh, criminal defense. In fact, Denise, I think, if I am correct, you were on the Crane case that uh, my partners, yeah, my partners had tried. Um, and you know, there's that that uh, that sense in the courtroom of of. Uh, anxiety both on both sides of the uh, table, right? You have the prosecution and the defense and, of course, family members. Family members of not only uh, the defendant, but if there's a victim in the case, uh, the family members of the victims and the victim themselves, if they're, if it's that sort of case. And there's this heightened sense, and you see the court officers sort of line up behind the defendant. It's a very anxious moment. And, of course, of course, uh, court reporters like Denise uh, have such a vital role, not only during the course of the trial, uh, but also when that verdict is read, but also, of course, when the jury is deliberating. And here, of course, with the Al Murda trial, it was a quick uh, quick justice, if you will, with a quick verdict. But often, as Denise mentioned, the jurors want to have readbacks of testimony. And that's all reliant on the skills and the vital role that the court re reporter plays in the courtroom. It, it could be very exciting. It would be very, uh, you can get a lot of anxiety as a court reporter doing that. I was on a bunch of a media trials where we read back. I was on one in particular years ago. Um, the trial of Pedro Hernandez, which was the first um, missing child on the milk carton, um, and Aton Pates was the child. And we read back on that first trial for four weeks of testimony to a jury that came back with a mistrial, and the trial had to be uh, completely done over again. So wow. it's an exciting time, um, but it, as a court reporter, you have a major role of not only taking it down, taking the testimony down accurately, but being able to read it back to the jury when they request certain testimony to be read back. So you do play a very vital part. And when I when I heard you in the beginning, before you introduced me, say that the verdict came in, you uh, gave me that news also because I hadn't seen it <laughs> on the news myself yet. And so I, was, I took a breath. and was like, wow, OK. You know, yeah. so that's a very exciting moment for I mean, everyone. They, didn't, they just didn't take very long. About two and a half hours was all they needed today to find uh, Alex yeah. Murdoch guilty. If you're just joining us, 
the verdict is in. It has, um, I don't know if it's been read in court yet, but it's, uh, it's public knowledge now. He has been found guilty. Denise Huntington, treasurer at the Association of Supreme Court Reporters and uh, a representative of Plaza College on their court reporting program, Plaza College um, sponsoring Legal Night here on AM 970. Denise, we, we love Plaza College. And right now, if people are looking to uh, make a career change, take a step forward in a challenge in a new area, etc., court reporting is really a wide open field, is it not? Yes, it is. And um, I also love Plaza College, and as you say, represents them. I have been having the honor, I'll say, of teaching there for three years now, and um, it is a, a great program. It's a very um, lucrative field, and there are not many professions, I'll say, that are athletes that a student can go to school, go to college for two years, get an associate's degree, and come out working with a lucrative, exciting profession, always changing, always exciting every day. I'm actually a court reporter for, this is my 36th year. Wow. <laughs> 36 years. Yes, 36 years. Well, and I mean, I you barely look so 36 much. yourself, so I don't know how that's even possible, but let's just well, uh, go from you. there. <laughs> thank you. But I, I just shows how much the field is so amazing that I've been in it for so long that I can retire, but I'm still here. I still love it. I love what I do. What Every do you love so much about it? Because obviously you're teaching it to the next generation. Why do you love it so much? Yes, I'm teaching to the next generation, and um, what I love about it is where I am. I am in, as you said, Criminal Supreme in Manhattan, so I get to hear the high-profile trials, um, a lot of homicides and kidnappings and uh, what someone would say, nasty trials, the rapes, the kidnapping, the assaults, the gang cases. What I love about it is... um, I'm proud of what I do. I can look at my transcripts with pride and know that I'm taking down this really important record that someone's life depends on, on the criminal side, right? They can be, their liberty is taken from them, possibility of their liberty being taken away from them. Um, It's not only a lucrative career, it's so wide open, not only in the courts, but I love the courts because, as I said, every day is different. I've been here for 30-some-odd years, but each day the trial is different. It could be a murder and another murder and another murder, but every different case is different, brings different witnesses, different experts. I learned different terminology. Um, as your as your colleague said, I did work with Arthur Idala on one of the crane collapse cases years ago um and that was amazing because i got to learn all the terminology of the crane which i had no idea about so you learn every day you're learning no matter what you think you have heard it all (laughs) but you really have never heard it all because each day is different um it's an amazing career Stay right there. We're going to hold you over one more segment. Uh, Friends, the reason we're having this conversation is because Plaza College at plazacollege.edu has an incredible court reporting program that you could be part of. And if you're looking for that next challenge or maybe a new way to uh, enhance your uh, earning ability, there's there's so much revenue potential in the uh, court reporting space. But I want to I want to drill down on just a couple of those things when we come back. It is a very big breaking news night. As Imran Ansari reported at the top of the show, Alex Murdaugh has been found guilty on both counts of murders of his wife and son. Coming right back. Radio Night Live. Stay here. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. In a surprise move, President Biden will sign a bill that overrides new Washington, D.C. crime laws. White House correspondent Greg Clugston reports. Joe Biden has long supported D.C. statehood, but the president says he will sign a Republican-sponsored resolution blocking the city's new crime law. At the White House, spokeswoman Corrine Jean-Pierre struggled to explain that Mr. Biden still believes Washington, D.C. should govern itself. The decision that he is making, he's making he's making it for the people of D.C. In a tweet, the president said he doesn't support a move by D.C. to lower penalties for carjackings. Greg Clugston, 
Washington. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 341 points today. The Nasdaq rose 83. The S&P advanced 9. Oil at 78.16 a barrel. This is SRN News. Sponsored by Route 22 Toyota, who reminds you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, experience the smart way to buy with Route 22 Toyota. This is Mike Gallagher. Join me on an amazing journey through Israel this October. Dennis Prager and I are going back to the Holy Land for the Stand with Israel Tour, along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Imagine a personal impact from exploring Jerusalem, Galilee, the Dead Sea region, and so much more. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com, StandWithIsraelTour.com, or call 855-565-5519. StandWithIsraelTour.com. Ready to start a business in New Jersey? The state's New Jersey Business Action Center is here to guide you through the process. Call us at 1-800-JERSEY-7. That's 1-800-JERSEY-7. This message is sponsored by the New Jersey Business Action Center, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that keeps you comfortable throughout the night. The new fabric dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a, a cooler surface temperature. MyPillow knows core body temperature plays a big role and how well you sleep. The new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature throughout the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Machine washable and dryable with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee and made in the USA. Just go to the radio listeners page at MyPillow.com use the promo code AM970 or call 800-651-0798 800-651-0798 Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one get one free on the new my pillow 2.0 800-651-0798 okay folks let's talk about court reporting would you like a career in the legal field making great money without having to go to law school one that allows you the flexibility to choose where you work for whom and how frequently well there's a high-powered and lucrative career that you really do need to know about and it is court reporting court reporters and captioners are in higher demand than ever before Court systems, schools, and television stations are all looking for these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions to court cases to live events. The NCRA has partnered up with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Info at plazacollege.edu. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. And now, back to Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right, he's Imran Ansari. I'm Kevin McCullough, and uh, we are talking about the um, incredible speed with which the decision came down in the Alex Murdoch case and. Imran, before we go back to Denise, you've been wildly checking all of your sources during the break. I've been watching. You've been nothing but to just like your thumbs have to be exhausted or the, the amount of text you've been sending over the last four minutes. What's going on? Yeah, no, well, Kevin, I'm getting requests to, to comment on this on various platforms sure. and media. Because it's uh, like we were saying, it's just so uh, enthralling to the public. People were really fa- you know, fascinated by this. And the speed of when, which this verdict came in is just uh, really surprising. You know, like we were talking about before, and you, you very astutely pointed out that when uh, a quick verdict like this, you know it's not going to be necessarily good news for the defendant. And it's usually a guilty verdict that with a, a quick verdict turnaround like this. But um, I am looking at the, the news here, and, and it's really uh, just a Do you think he appeals this? With, uh, yes, I think there's going to be an appeal. And a, a case like this... Uh, and do you there, think there's any yeah. legitimate grounds for that? Or is it just because his lawyers want to make a few more bucks? No, I wouldn't say... It's that. I, I expect who Alec Murdoch, a lawyer himself, is already probably thinking about the points of his appeal. 
Uh, and when there's so much at stake here in terms of a like a double maybe I won't take the stand next time. Maybe that was a yeah. bad idea. <laughs> exactly. You open yourself up when you do that, and he really did. Yeah. All right. So if you were if you were his uh, team, what do you what do you think they're looking at in terms of grounds for the appeal? So in the in the I'll, I'll give one point in the summation of the prosecution by the prosecution, I should say, uh, I believe that he sort of went into an area where he should not have, which was an area which uh, the judge wasn't allowing, uh, per se, certain comments or questioning about. Uh, that may be one point uh, where the the uh, uh, defense have some point of appeal. I think it was an objection. It was a sustained objection, which means that the trial court judge agreed uh, with the objection. Um, I think that there's going to be some other points in terms of evidentiary arguments that were had and evidence that was allowed in by the judge, including all this other sort of collateral financial crimes and things like that that the defense really tried hard to keep out of this trial. That's going to be grounds. That, I'm not saying successful, uh, but I, you know that the defense is probably going to be looking at that as one point of an appeal, and I'm sure there's others. Well, I just want to make clear, you said earlier this was an entirely circumstantial case. Until Alex Murdoch took the stand. Right. He didn't give any direct evidence, but it, what, what happened there uh, is that now the jury, rather than being focused on poke, uh, of holes that may be poked by the defense in the case and reasonable doubt that would be argued by the defense, now they're focused entirely almost on the credibility of Alec Murdoch. And when he took that stand, he opened himself up for that cross-examination. And like I said earlier, you know, all, all those lies were exposed. He had to really yep. fall on his sword on that, and I think the jury latched on to that. Yeah, it sounds like it. All right, Denise Huntington is still with us uh, from plazacollege.edu. And, friends, if you, if you uh, think that this is exciting, if you think that Imran's talking a little bit faster than he normally is because he's, uh, he's texting and talking at the same time, <laughs> because he's in such demand. Uh, yeah, maybe you should get into this game. And, Denise, this is kind of a good example of, of what uh, a little bit of this all tastes like. When, you, when, you, when, you're, when you're a court reporter, you're right in the thick of the action. Right. And, and it's funny that you should say that because I was sitting here listening to you saying, what a great day for me to be on the radio when this <laughs> happened because that's, that's the excitement that the court reporter feels. You know, it's sort of... Um, the adrenaline rush at the end of it all. You go through this trial and the long trial, and some court reporters love a quick verdict because that means no readback for them or hardly any readback and a verdict. But whether there's readback or no readback, the, the verdict is like the climax of the trial. It, it is the point where everyone um, is excited and nervous in the courtroom, and the courtroom is packed with people and and um everyone's just quietly awaiting to see which side i'll say is going to be the happier than the other you know so it's yeah. one side that is uh winning and one losing unfortunately but well talk to me exciting. a little bit and the court reporter is right there in the middle of the whole thing yeah yeah no they can't get out of it hey denise huntington nope. of plaza college thank you for being with us tonight and friends if you're looking for uh, a next step in your career. Maybe you're looking for a way to make more money and have more control of your own schedule. Uh, check out court reporting. PlazaCollege.edu. They have the, pre I would say, the premier program uh, for court reporting. And uh, it's it's worth you looking into, especially if you're dissatisfied with what you're doing currently. Uh, PlazaCollege.edu. PlazaCollege.edu. And go see for yourself. Denise, thank you for being with us. Uh, Imran, more okay. details on the breaking story of the night when we come back. And yet to come, we still have Esquire Etiquette before we're all done. It's a power-packed show on Legal Night here at Radio Night Live. Stay here. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Wish there was an easier way to navigate the world of real estate. If only there was a way to learn from the best. Well, now there is. Saturdays at 10, our very own Dottie Herman, vice chair of Douglas Elliman, gives you the inside track to what is hot in real estate. Stay one step ahead in today's seller's market as Dottie gives her tips on how to make it through the tricky waters. Doesn't matter if you're new to the game or a seasoned vet, you need to listen to Eye on Real Estate. Dottie and her team of experts will guide you as sellers and buyers to make sure you're getting the best value for your property. Whether you want to become a real estate agent 
or work within the business, there is no better person to learn from than the great Dottie Herman. Why? Because she is the best. Period. <laughs> so tune in, I on Real Estate, Saturdays at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. That's I on Real Estate, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock on AM 970, The Answer. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Eric Metaxas sees a way to save this country. This platform, my platform, is relatively small, but I believe that God has given this to me to speak the truth as I'm able to see the truth and uh, to help us process what we're going through uh, in this country and in the world. So I want to ask you to share what you can share because each of you has a voice. The Eric Metaxas Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you heard? Michaels of Brooklyn. They went from 50% to 75%. They are now at 100% capacity. And by reservation, following all the CDC guidelines, they can ensure your safety and the health of their patrons and employees. And now's the time that you can get back to Michaels of Brooklyn and have some of that authentic Italian food. Celebrate Michaels of Brooklyn 100% capacity by joining the Sauce of the Month Club. You'll get a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta, and biscotti each month for about six months. Each month receive exquisite sauces ranging from arrabbiata to puttanesca and of course their fresh marinara they're family owned and operated it's authentic everything is made completely from scratch even the sauce that they sell in the grocery stores nationwide they make it right there at michaels of brooklyn visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com join their sauce of the month club that's michaelsofbrooklyn.com or call 718-988-7851 for reservations at 718-988-7851 michaels of brooklyn serving the community since 19 Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM970. TheAnswer.com. You can't sleep. You can't eat. There's no doubt you're in deep. Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough. Another kiss. So glad to have you with us. It is Legal Night. He's Imran. I'm Kevin. And uh, the biggest story of the night is that Alex Murdaugh has been found guilty. Uh, this was a trial, Imran, that captured people's attention, and I would say to some degree kind of uh, in ways that, that very few trials have. I'm not sure, by the way, exactly why that is, other than this feels like one of those, you know, made-for-TV <laughs> uh, murder mysteries yeah. that like is seven-part on Netflix or something. Right. Um, in fact, Netflix already has a documentary out on these murders and we only got the verdict like uh, 44 minutes ago. Like it was, yep. it was, it was not, uh, it was not exactly well known. So, what do you think? What do you think the draw to this trial was? What? Why was it so? Um, as Mike Gallagher said, he doesn't even watch like a lot of court stuff, and yet he couldn't turn away from it. Yeah, Kevin, I think there's a lot of factors at play here. I think one you just uh, mentioned was Netflix, right? So Netflix, um, not. You know, now they have uh, a documentary up there, but there's just been this trend of true crime uh, as a genre just getting very popular from Discovery ID, from all these crime documentaries or docuseries on Netflix and other streaming platforms. seems like that now the, the public uh, is even more uh, attentive to trials and the justice system and crime. And this particular case, Kevin, the Alec Murdoch case, uh, there's so much surrounding it. It's actually, if you if you read the 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 background of 
the case, all the different legal woes, the interwoven uh, interactions, the accusations, the allegations. Uh, you really get this sense that is this real or is this something which was written for some sort of drama on Lifetime or a true I, uh, a Discovery ID or something like that. Uh, and I think that's what drew a lot of people to this trial, just this family dynamic and the whole backstory behind the Alec Murdoch trial, which is just so fascinating for many people. And I also think that the the venue, right, uh, the, this small town in South Carolina uh, where this family had so much sway and power and this dramatic downfall for the sort of patriarch of that family. Um, you know, I had uh, – when I was covering this, we would have reporters uh, outside the courthouse who would be reporting – and there would be lines and lines of people to get into the trial. Uh, there would be, you know, when, when it's almost like a sporting event. When the prosecutors would walk in, uh, you would have this line of people and spectators outside the courthouse cheering. Um, and, you know, you would have some cheers for, for when the defense team walked in. It was almost like a sporting event. And it's really uh, fascinating, and I've talked about this, how the public now gravitate towards some of these trials that I think that if – uh, media and social media and streaming platforms and all this content, podcasts, etc. We're not at our fingertips now that the public wouldn't even know necessarily that this trial yeah. was going on in South Carolina. Well, it has been amazing. And I would say as it relates to podcasts specifically, you think about what happened with just a few short years ago when uh, the uh, public broadcasting corporation did uh, serial and they, you know, the, 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 the whole story of, um, oh, what's his name? Um, it's slipping my mind now. But I listened to the entire thing. Right. I was riveted to every episode. I could not stand to miss even uh, one second of it. And just the kind of whole murder mystery uh, element of what that has done. I mean, Murders in the Building, that, that TV show that uh, has... Uh, uh, Steve Martin and um, uh, Martin Short on it. Like it's all about a podcast that's doing real crime. Like this is this is definitely something that captures imagination in ways that other things don't. The sad thing is that it usually requires dead bodies to show up somewhere before they before they get, before they get a, uh, their attention uh, riveted to it. Yeah, no, and you you mentioned the serial podcast that was with the. Uh, defendant Adnan Syed, of course, he's yes, been released. Adnan Syed. Yeah, he's been released, which is incredible because think about it, Kevin. If uh, if not for that podcast, uh, you know, he, with his appeal uh, process, appellate process exhausted, he could have just languished in jail. Uh, and, you know, there's two opinions. Some people still think that he was guilty of it. The prosecution, uh, some, some of the older prosecution guard there uh, still not uh, – Hanging their hat on what they they uh, on the evidence that they used. However, you know the public spoke and the court spoke, and ultimately that uh, and also the prosecutor spoke, uh, the new one, uh, and and you know his conviction was tossed out largely because of all the public outcry and following due to that podcast. So it's it's fascinating how we see. Uh, I've been conf I, my term that I that I have been using is uh, armchair jurors. Where, you know, you have this now accessible sort of public sphere and feed uh, through social media posts and things like that where you're getting in real time uh, the public's opinion uh, as trials go on. And we saw this recently in the Johnny Depp trial where I, I was saying, you know, you could gauge as an attorney in that courtroom not only the jurors who really had the say in the case but how the case was going um, in real time based on how the public was perceiving it. And I, that's who I call the armchair jurors. You could adjust your case and your, your you know, strategy in real time because you're like, you can't talk to the real jurors, Kevin, you know, as an attorney. But you have all this feedback from the public. It's, it's pretty and incredible. You have, you, have to, you have to think that on some level that jury is seeing it the same way the public does, is, is your point. Yeah, exactly. And you could well, sort of tailor your trial strategy based on what you're getting from the public. If, well, especially how do you feel when they're about, hanging on every word like that. How do you feel about that, though? Because is that real justice? I mean, what if what if the public's opinion is, is based on error and facts actually demonstrate something opposite? 
Well, that's that's also that's the the potential slippery slope, if you will, uh, as we like to say in the law, and a lot of judges like to to use in their decisions. That it could be a slippery slope, especially when you have jurors who have access, and of course, a juror is told, "Do not research this. Do not go on news reports. Do not go." But some, like, think about your phone, Kevin. Now, like you, you know, a lot of people get news notifications on their phone and things pop up and and jurors are human beings right and they have lives they have uh you know families they have interactions they have text messages emails phone calls everything and as much as you want a juror to abide by the rules uh that they are not to consider anything extraneous outside that courtroom the way we are so engulfed and just inundated with information and media at our fingertips now, it, it begs the question if that really always happens, right? And a juror may or may not own up to it. Today, a juror got kicked on the Murdoch trial uh, before deliberations because of possible conversations uh, that they may have had. So, you know, it's really uh, a slippery slope. If you Do will. you think that that juror being dismissed in any way impacted what the outcome of this would have ultimately been? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I'm speculating. I don't like to All speculate. All right. So. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, coming right back, he's got Esquire etiquette when we continue. It's Dr. Lederman talking about prostate cancer. Your PSA went from three to four to six. Correct. And then all of a sudden it jumped to 60. It was a shock to me. That's when I called Radio Surgery New York. Your office is a whole nother world. You immediately took this whole thing into your own hands beyond efficient. Did you ever have a doubt that we weren't working for your benefit? Not for one second. You knew that you had a cancer of the prostate that was aggressive and went to lymph nodes. And we put together a plan to try to get this terrible cancer under control, right? It was just like you say, no pain, no cutting, no bleeding. It was so easy. No side effects, no nothing. Just perfect. What was your PSA this week? 0.02. Wow. For more prostate cancer information, call Dr. Lederman. Two and two choices. Two and two choices. Most insurances, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. 1384 Broadway. Hi, Kevin McCullough. What does the perfect wedding entail? Just you, the love of your life, your guests, and the iconic New York City skyline. Sound too good to be true? It's not. You can say, I do, all with gorgeous views of the New York City skyline in the distance on board the Atlantis yacht of New York Cruises. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. New York Cruises is the premier unique wedding venue. They have a dedicated staff of experienced hospitality professionals who can provide you with wedding cruise event planning services every step of the way. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today. Your guests will dine in style on the main deck, sky deck, and lounge deck with 360-degree views of the Manhattan skyline. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement, and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar or bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today or visit NewYorkCruises.com. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp Leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp Leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM 970, The Answer. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. Coming to you from multiple locations tonight. Uh, our master control at uh, 111 Broadway. 
me on the set of That Kevin Show and uh, Imran Ansari live from the legal mastermind headquarters of ABK Law, where he will espouse his Esquire etiquette for us at this time. Master Imran. Yeah, Kevin. So, you know, I always like to bounce the Esquire etiquette over something we've talked about. And, of course, uh, you know, hopefully none of our listeners are facing homicide charges right now because we talked about Alec Murdoch. For their their wife uh, and son? Yes, please. Let's hope that. Uh, but I do want to talk about uh, what we were talking about in terms of just social media and just information at the fingertips and the legal consequences of that. You have to be careful about what you post online uh, and, and who is looking at it. There's so many areas uh, within the, in the law uh, where you can have a pitfall uh, based on what you're posting online. And that could be defamation. That could be, um, uh, you know, if you're embroiled in some sort of litigation, something that you posted being used against you uh, in that litigation. Uh, And, of course, uh, if you are uh, facing criminal charges, the prosecutor could go back to your social media and look at that and somehow find evidence to prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt. So you have to be really careful about what you post online. Legally, there are so many pitfalls that could happen down the line in so many areas of the law. Uh, And now, you know, all of us putting, you know, in many ways, people uh, put their lives on display. And you got to be careful for that because you never know how that could affect you down the line. So I should probably take off all those questionable college pictures from my social media. What you're saying? <laughs> well, uh, you've seen people getting. Imran, I, I, I got I got to say this real quick. Uh, it's someone's very special birthday today. Uh, my daughter turned eight today, so happy birthday, Lady Charlotte. And Imran, I thought you'd get a kick out of this. Uh, her mom said, "Hey, babe, what do you want for dinner? Pick anything that we make, anything that we have in the house." You know what she asked for? Chicken tikka. She really? Loves, she loves the curry. <laughs> she loves the she loves the Indian food. So she was like, Mom, awesome. can I have chicken tikka? And she said, yeah. So we, we enjoyed a big feast of chicken tikka just before showtime, which is why I've, you know, kind of half drifted off a little bit here. Yeah. Anyway. No, well, uh, it, it's heavy, but it's delicious. Uh, hey, you know, and it's the rice, it's the, chicken, uh, the and curry. How can it go me? bad? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. And a happy great. birthday to your daughter. Thank you, and a great show tonight. Thank you for the breaking news and the analysis. And, of course, thanks to Plaza College for being such a great sponsor and uh, helping us uh, make this night happen. It's uh, Kevin McCullough. Tomorrow night we talk nothing but fun, food, Broadway, entertainment, everything you want for your weekend. Christine Nicholas, who held a Broadway Association event today, all about kids in Broadway. We'll talk more about that tomorrow night as well, and it should be a great show. I hope you'll be with us. That's tomorrow night, same time and place, right here. On Radio Night Live. I know I must be dreaming. And I don't stand the ghost of a chain.